You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School, episode 160, five feng shui tips for newbies. Welcome to episode 160 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Check us out and be sure to sign up for our mailing list to hear about our events and offerings. So welcome and happy Valentine's Day. This is airing on Valentine's Day and we hope everyone has a lovely day and does something to receive love like we talked about on the last episode. And this episode, we thought we would chat a little bit about how to get started with feng shui by looking at five simple feng shui tips for newbies. So yeah, let's, let's just jump into it, Laura. So, um, well, let's start with like, maybe for newbies, like how would you define feng shui or what, what is your basic definition of feng shui? Okay. Basic definition of feng shui. Feng shui is a practice that was developed in ancient China and it involves and it's centered around how we look and live in our environments, how they affect us energetically. The term feng shui comes from a poem, actually. Feng translates as wind and shui translates as water in Chinese. Essentially, feng shui is about creating environments that allow us to live in harmony with nature because we want to feel more comfortable. We want to be more at ease. And it ends up being that like many of the concepts that we work with in feng shui, like the five elements, for example, they all center around natural cycles and it all connects back to nature. So it's really about us as humans in our built environments, finding our place and trying to create more ease in our space. Yes. I I agree with all of that. So we know a lot of our listeners are, well, actually we have a lot of different types of listeners. We've just realized recently that some of our listeners are seasoned feng shui practitioners. And then we also have listeners that are our graduates that have studied with us. And then there's people who dabble in feng shui, just interested in feng shui, and then also newbies. So with this episode, we would like to give a reminder that it's always helpful to have a beginner's mind and come with an empty cup. And although these simple, easy five feng shui tips for newbies are pretty basic, I think all of us can benefit from this. In fact, Laura, you and I could even just check on our own, like Mm -hmm. in our homes, right? Yeah. You get, sometimes you get a little caught up in it and you just, just have to go back to basics. And these will, these are very straightforward and very simple, but you know, that's kind of how we roll anyway. We're all about keeping things simple and seeing the power in really simple changes as well. So yeah, let's jump into it. So I'll let's, we'll take turns. I'll start with the first one. So the first easy feng shui tip for newbies is to activate your front door. So your front door represents your face to the world. And it's a really important area because it's the first thing that you see when you come home. So it welcomes you. It's the last thing that you see before you go out into the world. And it's also how people see you. So that's a metaphor of the front door. I think a lot of us 
want to be seen and be recognized. So an easy feng shui tip for a newbie is to activate this front door area with some fire energy. And you can do this by simply changing out the light bulb in your light fixture, especially if you have an like a light bulb that is pretty dim. Try switching it out for a brighter one. Of course, it can be dimmable. And then while you're up there, take a look, like has your light fixture accumulated dust? Are there little, you know, are there insects in there? Like does it, when's the last time you looked in there? And refresh your fire energy. And if you don't have any light in your entry or enough light in your entry, maybe it's time to bring some fire energy to your entry by adding a light and bringing some more clarity, more inspiration and allowing people to really see you a little bit. Yeah. That's a good, very simple one, but a good one to start. And I like how you started at the front door because that is the mouth of chi. That's where the chi is all entering. So it's a really important spot in the home. My next tip is about the stove. So the stove in feng shui is, it has to do with wealth, resources, You go out into the world, you work really hard, you uh, make, you know, buy this food, cook the food. And so everything you do around the stove has to do with how you feed your family, how you nourish your home, your household. So the stove itself and its burners really represent wealth for the household. So we always say, and I think this will ring true for a lot of people, and I think this is one that I'm definitely guilty of and try, have to be more mindful of it is you always use certain burners. So you have ones that are more functional or ones that just happen to work. They're the right, you know, maybe the front left, who knows, whatever it is, your your favorite, but to encourage you to use and rotate all of the burners. And at the very least, if you're not going to actively use it when you're cooking, you know, maybe just turning them on, letting them heat up for a couple of minutes and then turning them all off. So really what that'll do is it'll really fire up the fire chi that it'll get that energy moving. And while you're doing it, you can set the intention to activate your wealth of your household. So because you're really focusing on the stove. Yes, that's definitely a must. Yeah. I can think of my favorite burner is the front, right? So I do intentionally try to shift it up and not go to the same one all the time. I like to say that you know, with many things in our lives, we kind of default to the comfortable kind of mindless activity of just going straight for what is convenient and what we're used to. And by changing this programming, you can start to reprogram how you see the world instead of only seeing the glass is half full, maybe you'll see it as half empty or sorry, half empty as half full, or maybe you see, you just see things from a new perspective. So it gives you an opportunity to cultivate this skill and cultivate the muscle of stepping back and seeing life with a new perspective all the time, every morning. It's also important to keep that stove clean and to repair and make sure all the burners are functional. So the third tip we have as your easy feng shui tip for newbies or a reminder feng shui tip for anyone is to 
try placing a plant in the wealth area of your home. So there's different areas of your home based on the feng shui bagua map. And one of them is related to wealth, prosperity, and abundance. And you would be able to locate this home by standing in the front door of your bedroom, or sorry, front door of your home. And the furthest left corner of your home, the rear left side, would be your wealth area. You can place a plant in that wealth area with the intention that you're cultivating growth and slow and steady growth for prosperity, for abundance, and to invite healing. And also there's a lot of teachings with plants. Like once you have a plant, you see that it keeps growing and you start to want to give away little babies to other people or create more plants. And there's a lot of teachings that you can receive from a plant in how to be more generous, how to feel abundant, how to receive and how to grow from your own inner wealth, right? Yeah. And I would add to that, try to get a brand new plant for your wealth area of your home. If you can try not to just repurpose one that's somewhere else. Again, it really teaches us lessons about how to care for something, how to appreciate that things take time to grow. Because I think many of us can relate to the idea that When it comes to wealth or finances or money, we tend to look at it in a very narrow way. And it's nice to be able to appreciate what we have and how things sometimes take some time to grow. They need to be nurtured. You know, it's not about winning the lottery. So I think the plant becomes a bit of a life lesson as well as it being a plant, which is the wood element. And we're, you know, putting it in the area of the Bagua that is a wood gua. So it's actually, it's enhancing it. So there's, you know, the feng shui principles behind it, as well as all of those other lessons that the plant can teach us. So tip number four is about what is under your bed. So review what you have stored under your bed. This, this takes a little bit of thinking because not all of us live in places where we have tons of storage. So we need to use what we have. So I appreciate, and we all appreciate that the storage under the bed is a good spot. They make these great little bins that you can slide under your bed and get all organized. But what in a, from a feng shui principle, you just, you want to take care and you want to be mindful about what you are storing under that bed. So we would say, absolutely. You can do, you know, uh, bedding, seasonal clothing, soft items, towels, that kind of stuff. Try to avoid things that have, that are loaded things that hold a lot of chi. For instance, I have found many things, which I'm sure you, some of you've heard me talk about many things under clients, beds and storage that are not particularly productive from an energetic standpoint, everything from crutches to letters from an X to, you know, old files and papers that bring back times and things and events in their life that were not exactly, you know, good. They didn't want to remember those. So I think do an audit of what is under your bed because the chi has to flow also has to flow around your bed. You know, overall, you want to make sure that you don't have heavy things under and around the bed. You want the energy to be able to flow. So just again, do an audit of what's under the bed, maybe make some space, get organized. And and if you don't need to have anything under your bed, then don't have anything under your bed. 
And last but not least, easy feng shui tip for newbie number five. And this also relates to bed and actually relates to under your bed. So once you've cleaned under your bed and you've opened up that chi or that energy, chi is life force energy and feng shui, you can bring some earth element in to ground and support you, especially while you're sleeping and while you're in bed, because your bed represents you. So in feng shui, we look at the five elements. One of them is earth element, and it is about being supported, being grounded, being taken care of by mother earth and how you can bring that in is with a rug. So we would recommend a rectangular or square rug, not a runner under your bed. And you could even make it more earth by adding an earth element color, meaning like an, like yellow or brown or an earthy tone, but it doesn't have to be earth element. Even the shape of it and the flatness of it bring in earth element and it grounds and supports you. And then put that under your bed with the intention that you want to be grounded and supported so you can rest and rejuvenate and recharge while you're sleeping and also have a connection to the earth and really cultivate this energy while you're asleep during the night, during this passive state that you're in. Yeah. That kind of goes right into the storage. So while you're doing, while you're moving stuff or organizing into your bed and while you're lifting up that bed, you can work with the rug and get it under there to bring you more stability. So good. Yeah. So, so we hope all of you, regardless of where you are at, but this is especially helpful for a newbie. And we tried to make it super clear and simple and straightforward. These are some really great ways that you can begin to incorporate feng shui if you're just starting out or a great reminder to check in with what's going on with your front door, activating it with some fire energy of a light bulb, rotating the use of your burners on your stove to support your finances placing a plant in the welfare of your home to cultivate kindness, human heartedness, and also connecting that to feelings of abundance and prosperity and your own intrinsic wealth, removing and looking at what's happening under your bed to really see if there's any subconscious blocks and to clear your chi while you're sleeping, and then to ground your energy while you're sleeping by bringing in a rug to support you with the earth element while you're sleeping. We hope that these are simple uh, tips that you can all implement into your home. And thank you so much. And thanks, Laura. Well, thank you. Yeah. And thank all of you listeners for following us and tuning in to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can listen in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, you can share it with others. Subscribe. You can leave a review. Please support the podcast by checking out our website, mindfuldesignschool.com. We have a feng shui certification course and lots of different mini courses and also a membership that's open periodically for enrollment. If you sign up for our mailing list, you'll be notified when we open it up again. It's called the Holistic Spaces Inner Circle. If you'd like to explore holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, you can visit our website and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. 
Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.